There is a relationship between man and God that absolutely requires the death of someone. And your death and my death won't do it. The soul that sinneth, it shall what? It shall die. You'll never escape that. No way. Only one way out of that. The holiness of God demands that his law be satisfied absolutely. His law is so much greater and higher than man's law. In man's law, you may break it and the traffic officer say, I'm going to let you off. I'm not going to write you a ticket. But honey, when you stand before God without Jesus Christ as your Savior, there is no pardon. There is no going back. There's no escape. Please hear me well. Warn your friends who take a light view of sin. This thing will send you to hell. And for us who are believers who tend at times to take a light view of sin. God does not wink at sin even for believers, friends. And we too need to be reminded that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You can't cherish and nourish your little sins and expect God to just kind of uh, wink at them and cover them over and, and say, well, God loves me and uh, I've been saved and... Uh, that's going to take care of everything. Now, I know that there's some folks that teach that once you're saved, no matter what you do, you're going to go to heaven. There are other folks who teach one bad thought. I mean, if here tonight, I've just been saved and cleansed by the power of the blood and one little thought goes through my mind, zip, off to hell I go if Jesus comes back. Two extremes. One little bad thought and 50 years of serving God would send you to hell. I mean, you'd be gone, wiped out in one bad thought. The other extreme is it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you have said, I repent and I accept Jesus Christ, you can live like the devil for 50 years and Jesus come back and you're going to heaven. Now, friends, those two extreme views are a lie. They're not true. For that one who who feels that they can just do anything they want to and simply because at some point or another they pray to prayer and they're going to go to heaven, this is what I would say to you. You are gambling with your eternal soul. You have got more faith than I do. To the other extreme, I would say God's grace and God's mercy goes a lot farther than that, my friend. You say, well then, preacher, where does a person cross the line? Where is it that I would sin and I would possibly go to hell? Where is that, preacher? Tell me. Tell me what that is so I can know when I get there and I can repent. No, I'm not going to do that. That's what people want. They want a religion instead of a relationship. They want a preacher to give them ten commandments to live by. I couldn't make enough rules for you to live by. God's made ten and we've all broke them hundreds of times. Why should I make any more? If I had made rules for you, I would then become your Holy Spirit. And you would become justified by keeping the rules. And you would feel no need of His grace and no need of His Spirit because you would become self-righteous in that you kept the rules. You would remove the Holy Spirit from your life whose job it is to convict you of even your very thoughts, to lead you and guide you through life into fullness. And you would substitute for him what the preacher says you should do and shouldn't do. And whenever you needed to know what the will of God was, and this is a sure test of your Christianity, who do you ask about the will of God? Do you have to call the preacher up and say, hey preacher, is it okay if I do this or don't do this? People say, is it the will of God to tithe? Well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. 
That's like saying, is it the will of God to get saved? Is it the will of God to share Jesus with people? What is clearly revealed in the Word of God, I don't need to pray about and ask God if it's His will. 